Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast brought to you by the Weekly Standard Cruise. Cruise the Mediterranean with your favorites like Fred Barnes, Bill Crystal, and Stephen Hayes. Visit TWS Cruise, the Weekly Standard Cruise, TWSCruise.com for all the details. And one of the people you'll be cruising with, if you're lucky, is Bill Crystal. Bill, how's it going? Fine. And maybe we'll encounter Edward Snowden and some <laughs> hiding away in some border. Maybe not hiding since he just seems to be able to go wherever he wants and we seem incapable of getting any government to turn him over to us. It is interesting. They have to wonder watching the president's performance and the reaction from foreign leaders. If even a cruise ship captain got the message, Obama says hand him over, if the cruise ship captain would comply, he'd go, bah, what the, what's he going to do about it, huh? It is, it is embarrassing. I mean, the truth is, look, I, China and Russia have no interest in helping us. It's very revealing that Snowden has gone there. It does raise questions about where his loyalties are, whether he's just some American whistleblower or whether he really wants to damage American foreign policy and help our enemies. Having said that, you know, if you're not, we're not going to get him back from Russia. So why, why go through the asking and pleading and begging? I just think it makes us look much weaker. He and makes the president look weaker. It makes the U.S. look weak. It's really, uh, you know, the Snowden thing is bad enough, but to have us kind of asking these dictators to hand over someone they're not going to hand over just looks pathetic. You know, I'm of a mixed mind, like a lot of people, on what Snowden has actually done to American security. Has he harmed anything by revealing the methods and practices without revealing the specific, you know, names, information, that kind of thing? But at the same time, I'm with you, Bill, watching the president of the United States and the entire intelligence community. These are the people who are supposed to make our our enemies nervous. They're supposed to make our friends feel more comfortable when they help us in dangerous places like the Middle East because we've got their back. They can't catch this 29-year-old computer geek as he's running around the world. They didn't even think to uh, to uh, shut off his passport, to revoke his passport until after he'd already left. It, it, I wonder if the... If this if this yet another thread of the leadership of President Obama will mean that there's just not enough left to knit back if he ever does find his footing. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I, you know, it's very, I mean, it's bad for the president, which is in a way good if he has less clout at home to push through horrible legislation and the like. But in terms of our foreign policy, I mean, the degree to which Putin, who, you know, is the leader now of a second rate power, really, Russia, a lot of nuclear weapons, but not much else is now able to just thwart us on, on, in a way, little things, you might say, like Snowden, but on big things like Syria, and looks like he's pushing us around. And, you know, perceptions become reality in these kinds of things, and it's very dangerous. And, and I, you know, if you're on the fence somewhere in the world, think, should I ally with the U.S., or, or is there a payoff, will, will, will pay off more to uh, hang out with the U.S.'s enemies? I, I'm really worried about the signal that's being sent. Well, it's, it's obvious to everyone watching that... Uh Putin is backing Syria in a way that President Obama would never back an American ally, almost under any circumstance, and that creates some problems. Let's move on to the president's uh, allies here at home. They're trying to uh, get an immigration bill passed, and Republicans are talking about a 70-vote threshold, and they think they're going to get it. Well, they can get what they want to get in the Senate. It's still going to be, of course, a, a minority, maybe a third or uh, or so of Senate Republicans voting for it. I think it's it's bad legislation. Uh, the more you look at it, the worse it gets. The jamming it through the vote last night on cloture, that I really find hard to forgive for Republicans. I mean, if they believe in this bill, they should be willing to debate it for a couple more weeks, let people go home and discuss it with their constituents over July 4th. Uh, th- that was Harry Reid's cloture motion. That's not voting for Marco Rubio. That's voting for Harry Reid. And the Republicans who voted for cloture are going to have to explain, I think, why they're scared of a debate on this bill. The other consequence of this, I think, is the House. And I talked to a House Republican last night 
uh, they are in a state, and I think not only are they not going to take up the Senate bill, they may move some small immigration bills of their own on focusing on border security and a few other things, but I think they are now in the, of the attitude, and I agree with this, that they should be careful not to get sucked into some kind of conference with the Senate bill where it could come back to the House. It would be hard for Boehner not to bring it back up, and then it could pass with a majority of Democrats in the House. I, I think they're very wary of falling into some sort of legislative trap where even though a majority of House Republicans don't want this bill, they could end up they could end up being very hard for them to block it. So I think you'll see in the next couple of weeks uh, House Republicans moving to uh, not just not take up the Senate bill, or not certainly not rubber stamp it or not even take it up, but also try to figure out how to avoid uh, going to conference with the Senate bill. The slogan, you know, no conference with the Senate bill. I really think that's the right thing for House Republicans to do, and I hope they do it. Would they be able to offer a counterproposal to to confront the notion that you know, Republicans are just the party of no, they just resist everything? Could they put together a package of, you know, uh, border security issues, workplace enforcement, and then the possibility that if targets are met, that there'll be some uh, legalization of the people who are here without getting themselves into a conference trap? Sure. I and mean, they can pass uh, individual pieces of legislation or knit them together as they wish. Uh, that's not going to be easy because it's a hard prog- uh, problem. And you know, in some cases, maybe you might end up deciding just to do nothing for now and revisit it in a year or two. But they, I think I hope they can pass pieces of legislation. I think the key then is to say, look, the Senate should take up this legislation. The Senate can amend it. The Senate can send it back to us. That's traditionally the way legislation often gets uh, worked out. But we are not going to let you use as an excuse for going to conference some piece of border security legislation or guest worker legislation or high-tech visa legislation that we pass. Because once they go to conference, the Senate can dominate the conference. Um, you know, the, the few renegade House Republicans can team with House Democrats to end up with a conference report. Then the Speaker's in the position of, is he not going to bring up a conference report? And once it gets to the floor, it can be passed with overwhelmingly Democratic votes in the House. So it's a little technical, I guess, as a legislative process matter, but I think it's very important that House Republicans, on the one hand, put forward their own ideas, absolutely. But on the other hand, take the position, no capitulation to the Senate bill. I'd say no comprehensive legislation in the way comprehensive is being used, 1,200-page bill full of pork and exceptions and waivers and all that. And 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 so no capitulation, no comprehensive legislation, and no conference with the Senate bill. Uh, Now, uh, there's another uh, idea that's floating around, and the president's giving a speech on it today on uh, the issue of climate change. It is fascinating, Bill Crystal, when you think about what the campaign was about. Just what was that? Just five, six months ago, we were campaign. Was anyone campaigning on illegal immigration, gun control, and global warming? And yet, that seems to be the president's only agenda and the only reason for him to be around. It's pretty bizarre, isn't it? Well, I think he's just decided he won re-election and he's coming clean. These are the things he's always cared about. It's what he talked about in 2007, 2008. He had to moderate when, you know, after the defeat of 2010, and then he had to get himself re-elected. Um, and now he's, you know, putting his cards on the table face up, so to speak. And I welcome those debates. Republicans should engage on climate change, really. This is the moment after we've had about 18 straight years where there's been no global warming, where to, to go with a huge climate change proposals to shut down the American coal industry. I really hope that Republicans engage on all these issues. And uh, it's a good contrast, you know. And I think Republicans can become the pro, not just the pro-growth party, the pro-working American party, the pro-middle class party. I mean, Obama is embracing an elite agenda that is really hostile to the interests 
of ordinary working Americans. Well, I think uh, the Republicans should offer to sponsor a big Obama global warming climate change rally, and they should offer to pay for themselves if you'll hold it in downtown Detroit. And that would be an yeah, ideal right. circumstance. And there's a lot of downtown Detroit that's available very cheap, Bill. So it'll work out perfectly together. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. This is the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check theweeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. For more information on the Weekly Standard Cruise, visit TWS Cruise, the Weekly Standard Cruise, TWSCruise.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.